0: Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Awesome! Hey, grab your seats, guys. I just want to um, retouch on on something that God's been speaking to me about. And in the beginning, God created the and the yeah. God created the heavens. And the earth. And then he planted a garden and he formed man and he formed woman and he put them in the garden and he said, Now I want you to eat of the plants that I've put here. I want you to encounter heaven's seed here on earth. I want you to get the knowledge of heaven from what's materialized here on earth. But I don't want you to get the marriage between good and evil yet. You're not, you're not old enough. You're not mature enough for that. So he wanted us to have the knowledge, the marriage between heaven and earth. And then good and evil came into the mix. And that marriage of good and evil wasn't meant to happen at that point in time. Because we weren't mature enough. We were meant to grow in our understanding of heaven and earth. And I'm going to start. Thank you, Carol. Was that Carol? Looked like Carol. Morning, Paul. How you doing, buddy?
1: Stephen, well, thank you yourself.
0: You're looking sensational.
1: That's why I picked this chair. It just suits my complexion so well.
0: (laughs) I just thought I'd wash out too much, but. I don't, nothing does wash me out. Oh, it's not, I don't know where that came from. It doesn't even make sense. Psalms 19 says this. I was going to read Psalm 119, but Paul wants something to say. So um, open up your hearts. I really want you to, to get this because this is, the, this is the marriage between heaven and earth. This is the understanding of God's ways. This is, this is how perfect God's ways are. The law of the Lord is perfect. The knowledge, the marriage of earth and heaven is perfect. Refreshing the soul. Do you know the laws of man? How refreshed do you feel with the changing of the laws and the restrictions and all that at the moment? It's not very refreshing to the soul, is it? But the law of the Lord is perfect. It, it, it never has to be changed. It never has to be updated. We don't have to have a, a point two on, on it. God's Word is perfect. It, it never has to change. The statutes of the law are trustworthy. You can fully trust them. Makes wise the simple. Aren't you glad, Paul? <laughs> I'm so glad. Oh my goodness. Makes wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy. Kylie just spoke about it, the joy of the Lord, giving joy to your heart. Understanding God's ways brings joy to our heart, the core of our being. And the commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The eyes can be filled with so much darkness and filled with so much doubt and fear. But the law of the Lord, His precepts, you know, gives light to the eyes, the fear of the Lord, the reverence of the Lord, the understanding that He is God and there is no other. He is God and none stands beside him. He is God and everything bows to him. We're in this time of freedom at the moment and time of grace, but one day our Almighty God, and it says the 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 great and dreadful day of the Lord. Ooh. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm and all of them are righteous. And I'll leave it there because it, it, it's just so beautiful to understand that, that his ways are so beautiful. In Romans 8, 7, it says, The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's laws, nor can it do so. But it goes on to say, So be led by the Spirit, be filled with the Spirit. And this morning, we want to talk about checking your oil. Checking your oil. Um, every time Bridie goes back to Adelaide, I always say, oh, Bridie, have you checked your oil? Have you? And she just now just goes, yes, Dad, I've done it. Before, before I, Bridie, yes, Dad, I've checked it. My tires are pumped up. My oil's good. I've filled up my little, you know, windscreen wiper thing with the fluid and all that sort of stuff, you know, does all that. But today we just want to talk, and it was something that Paul brought up a couple of months ago.
1: Yeah, that was like we were two, just having a discussion.
0: Yeah, so handball to you. you, you. We're, we're talking at a Matthew 25, if you want to grab that. Yeah. And it's the 10 virgins. Talking about the 10 virgins and the well, oil and how important that is. We were talking about, about marriage, and,
1: and um, you know, I, I do believe we've got a couple of people that are, that are gearing up to get married in this church. So um, I thought it, it's probably a good time to talk about this, just to make sure you guys are on check and uh, you've got all your the, the, the things balanced. But yes, if you can turn to Matthew 25, um, please. Um, and this, is, this is where it becomes awkward because it's all quiet people on their iPads and things. Yes, Remember the rustling of the, the, pages. the pages back in the day? Some of the youngsters won't know what now we're talking about. Now
0: you just about. hear me going, freaking little iPad, why won't you work?
1: <laughs> well, let's read this. the cry rang out here is the bridegroom come out and meet him then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps the foolish ones said to the wise give us some of your oil our lamps are going out
0: no they replied there may not be enough for both of us and then we talking the, and then in Matthew 25 it shifts gear and he tells a parable here that is so significant and and Paul told me a little bit of background from the Hebrew culture to do with marriage. I didn't know this. I just thought it was a story. I didn't know the significance of the 10 virgins. Sorry, I told you, if I had had a coffee, I'd be talking over you more. I'll give you my notes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, So I want to give you guys a bit of a background on on the culture, the Jewish culture of getting married. Um, Firstly, it was an arranged marriage. So it was a uh, the two fathers got together and they decided that that their son and their daughter were to be married. Um, then
0: the way it should be.
1: In in most cases, the couple, the the actual um, bride and groom didn't know each other at all. Um, so, the one of the things that that before the, the this was sealed is that the the, the bride actually um, had to agree on this. She she had to agree that this marriage can can proceed um, then a ketubah was was um, written now a ketubah was a written contract um, it contained the terms and conditions of of the marriage it contained the price that the groom would pay for, for his bride um, and it also contained the responsibilities of of each party um, then there was a betrothal um, c- um, ceremony so the betrothal ceremony um, took place um, apart. The, the groom and the, and the bride they actually one of the first steps they went to is they actually got got um, immersion in water wow. to to um, signify spiritual cleansing wow. so they were effectively baptized um, then the the ceremony was was promised um, between each other there was there was an exchange of vows there was an exchange of rings or something valuable um, this whole deal was sealed with a cup um, of wine mm-hmm. Then the bride and the groom spent the rest of the time in their father's houses. They did not they weren't married legally yet, so they they they, they spent time apart. Um, so the next thing was the preparation stage. So the next the, the third culture was the preparation stage, where whereby the son then went to his father's house and and started preparing a, a space for his for his bride. Um, during this preparation, it would normally be an adding on of a room in the house. Um, on the bride's side. She would be um, observed by people around her for the first nine months, so she would be observed for purity in the first nine months, and I, I think you guys catch why why nine months. Um, Make sure she wasn't pregnant. Yes. Yeah. No,
0: I was just about just for say, those uh, that are a bit just, slow just, on the just in case you yeah. didn't know
1: <laughs> that nine months. Um, but she also spent a phenomenal amount of time preparing a, a, a dress and making sure that she was right, that she was pure. Um, so she committed her entire life to this marriage and this this, um, this what was to happen. Um, when the, the the wedding ceremony was going to start happening, um, nobody knew when this exactly is going to happen. Um, it could take a year. In, in most cases, it was about a year when that when when. Um, When the father said to his son, it's now time. So before that, the son didn't even know when the ceremony was going to happen. So neither the son or the bride knew that. Um, If somebody asked the bride, uh, the the groom, when is your ceremony? He would say, um, my father is the one that knows. Mm. He doesn't even know. But when the father announced that this wedding is going to take place now, the groom started making the journey back to the bride. And normally all his best mates were with him. And they were the ones shouting up ahead, the bridegroom is coming. And they would be blowing on shofars and just announcing this whole, this whole thing that's going to happen. And there would be this whole parade to go and get the bride.
0: It was the buck's journey, not the buck's night. So Yes,
1: yeah. yes. It was the buck's journey. Um, the, the thing about the bridesmaids, so the virgins that, that the Bible mm. speaks about is neither the bride or the bridesmaids knew when this was going to happen. So they continuously had to prepare themselves, keep their oils trimmed, their lamps trimmed, keep the oil filled up, because this could happen at any stage. They only knew when the ceremony was going to take place when they heard the announcement that the bridegroom's coming. Only then did they know it's my wedding night. No, mm. I, I need, we need to get ready. Um then at that stage, they would then journey back to the father's house where they'll have the ceremony um, and they will then consummate their marriage and they'll live in the father's house for the rest of their married life. Now, if we then go and take this and we apply it to us being the bridegroom or the, 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 the bride of Christ, so, so we as a church is the bride of Christ, um, you know, how does that relate to who we are? Well, the moment you accept Jesus in your life, um, you become part of an arranged marriage. Mm. Because the father said to his son that I would give you a bride. So he basically promised his son that he'll be giving him a bride. You become part of that arranged marriage. Now, the, the ketubah part of it is, is almost like the, the Bible. It's, yeah. it's 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 the, the terms and conditions of what life would be like with him. Um, if we look at, at um, what Jesus did, I mean, he paid the full price. He gave his life on the cross so that so that he could come and, and effectively buy his bride. Um the betrothal ceremony, if we compare our lives with that, we'll see that um the moment we receive our salvation, we enter into this this we we pray about it, we we confess our sins, um, we then get baptized. So we're laying mm. our own life down and we get up after that. So we start living our new life. Um we, um, if we are truly committed, this is, this is where it starts becoming something that we, that we discussed just briefly this morning. But mm. if, it, if you are uh, truly receive your, your salvation and you are truly committed to this, um, then, then your life cannot be the same.
0: No,
1: There are things in your life that has to change. Because if you are truly engaged into one day being married to, to Christ um, and, and enter into that ceremony then your life needs to change. Everything in the back end of your life before you met Christ needs to change. You, you, you cannot swear anymore. You, you cannot go partying and drinking anymore. Um, you cannot have a, a, um, a loose life anymore. Yeah. Um, there are certain sacrifices that you make as as the bride that, that actually lines up with being pure and mm. being ready for Christ to come. Um, then... If you look at the preparation period, I mean, I'd like to refer to John 14, verse 3. Um, if you've got that, yes. Um, Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. This is Jesus speaking. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go and prepare a place wow. for you. Wow. I go and prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also.
0: Mm.
1: So you were mentioning earlier on about, about, you know, just the Matthew 24 leading into Mm. the end times and things like it. But I I really think that this is where we are now. Yes, we're in that time where where we're busy preparing ourselves because, (laughs) believe you, soon there's going to be a proclamation from the heavens. To say the bridegroom is coming.
0: Mm.
1: Now, if we look at some facts just during that time with the with the virgins, um, you know, I sometimes relate the ten virgins as as us being in church. You know, they they were part of the bridegroom's ceremony. You know, body mm. they they were part of them. So all of us, yeah, you know, we come to church. All of the, you guys back, you know, watching online. You know, we belong to a church. Now, and they
0: we're going through the preparation. Yeah. You know, exactly th- the that. preparation and staying pure. Staying in and following all the the ritual to use that term, all the ritual processes that were were required of them to do so. And and it's interesting that the lamp, that it's so significant that Jesus brings this out because there was so much other stuff that they had to prepare. It wasn't just like make sure you got oil and these These five girls forgot to put the oil in. And one thing that you had to know, there was so much else going on at the same time that was in the preparation period and getting ready because at any moment, and and you realise at midnight the call goes out, at midnight they get married. So they had to have their lamps ready, otherwise they're in the dark. They couldn't run around and get everything ready. They couldn't prepare for the event that they were actually leading up to participate in, yeah, it's phenomenal. Mm. It's phenomenal.
1: So five of them were prepared. Now, I see that as people that have received their salvation, that are spirit filled, um, that are on fire for Christ. Those are people that are ready for the bridegroom, bride, groom, as the bridegroom for the for the groom to come back one day. The other five weren't ready. Mm. Um, now, I, I think sometimes, if, if I, I sometimes overthink these stories, but I think those five may have been the type of, of girls that, that, that were looking forward to the party, um, but the groom wasn't the idea. The idea wasn't to spend time with the groom or be in his presence. They were thinking yeah. about party time. Um, now, honestly, I think that sometimes in a, in a church setup, we've got people even within church that, that do the same. And I don't point figures at this time. I actually, you know, there's always three fingers pointing back. But I spent 19 years of my life um, growing up in church, but it didn't make me a Christian. It was at that stage in my life where I had to make a decision to receive my own salvation. Mm. Um, and I continuously say to our kids, for instance, that, that my salvation or, or Melinda's salvation does not get you into heaven. You have to find your own salvation. Mm. Um, so that brings us to the next point about them saying, well, can you, you know, we don't have oil. Can you give us some of yours? Um, I can't take oil from somebody else. You know, I can't uh, go to heaven and receive my salvation by by being part of a family that does go to church or, or that are saved, yet I'm not. Um, I have to find my own salvation mm. in this. Um, I have to find my own oil because... The relationship with with Christ is a, is a personal thing. Yes, we all celebrate this together, but I have to have my own personal relationship with the Lord. Mm. Otherwise, I will not. Otherwise,
0: I'll be like the like the bridegroom um, says. Like the bridegroom says, I'm not intimate. You and I, we're not intimate. Yes, we're not intimate. And when the Lord says, Lord, Lord, um,
1: you know, when they say, Lord, Lord, you know, you know we are knocking on the door, and He says, I don't know you. Mm. That is, I'm sure, something that nobody wants to hear.
0: See, that no is from that knowledge of that intimacy and marriage between heaven and earth. They hadn't had that encounter, that intimate encounter, um, to fully understand what the ritual process was that they were going through um, to produce the outcome. And and the reason why we're talking on this subject at the moment is because the Holy Spirit is the oil. Like, this is the oil of anointing, the oil of the Holy Spirit. And each one of us need to have that encounter with the Holy Spirit of the living. This is the spirit of Jesus. Jesus says, I'll send another. It's the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of comfort and nurture. And so there's two dipsticks up here telling you ...to get your dipstick and check your oil at the moment. We we checked our oil before we came here, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And oils ain't oils. Oils ain't oils. You know, you can try and you can go through the process... ...but only one oil, the oil that they're talking about... ...that's in their lamp, was actually a functional oil. Everything else... You, you couldn't put anything else in there that was just a mixture of oil and whatever. It was contaminated. It had to be a pure oil. Now, each one of us reflecting back to us because this is what Jesus is saying, this is an invitation not just for us to get to heaven one day because that's up to the Father, but to experience heaven here on earth. Jesus said when you pray, pray like this, Father, your kingdom come, your, the heavens Come on earth, let me be a vessel, let me be the lamp where your oil flows through that I'm a light to those that are around me to show the truth, to show the the way in that. So in Ephesians, sorry, have you got? In Ephesians, because I was thinking it's great to say this but then what's the practical application? How do we... Um, fill up our oil. How do we make sure? Because you could be like, "Well, my oil is low. My joy gets stolen every day. My wife has told me, Stephen, you're not allowed to complain about other drivers on the road anymore because they steal my joy. It might be you, and I don't know what car you drive, and you're still <laughs> you're stealing my joy. No, I'm giving my joy away. No one can take your joy." You give it away. No one can take your oil. You either use it up or contaminate it with something else. So in Ephesians 5, um, it's really interesting because Ephesians 5 is telling us to be imitators of God. In verse 15, um, I've got mine in the amplified here, but NIV is just easier to read. Be careful then how you live. Not as, talking about the wise and unwise virgins here, the ones that are pure, the ones that have actually purified themselves for the process. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. There should be a sailor there, like pause and think because it is so true that in this time at the moment we are getting further and further away. We're, being, we're losing that perspective of heaven and earth and all we're getting is um, a scientific, observational, manned mindset of, of living here on earth when we're meant to have a heaven's perspective, heaven's seeded potential See, it was, the, it was the produce on earth, but it was, it was the potential of heaven that was being released here. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is for your life. Oh, to know what God's will is for your life, how beautiful. To know that God loves you. And, and not only that, but he loves us so much. His love is too good to leave you right where you are at the moment. You might think I'm doing okay, but no, no, no there is more. Yeah. There is more. Now, this is an interesting line here, and a lot of people use this. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. I just want to pause. Do not get drunk on wine. Back in the day, they used to put make wine in wine skins. It, it only could have a, a potential of like today, we've got barrels – well, we don't really. We've got big mega liter tanks and it's all mass-produced. And so – but our alcohol percentage of wine today is vastly greater than the alcohol percentage of back then. Because the fermentation back then, it was actually quite weak. And you had to drink a lot. So to get drunk back then, you had to drink a lot. You had to really fill yourself up and make that an objective in your life that you would be filling up. Now, it's not so much the practice of it, it's the principle. It's not so much the act of the drinking of the wine, it's the attitude of the outcome here. Because scripture, there are some scriptures that talk about the benefits of wine but there are so many scriptures that talk about how it will sneak up on you and, and drunkards, it will, you know, devastation will overcome drunkards. Drunkards. I, I remember back when I was a, um, a young man and a teacher in our school, our Christian school that we had here on this property, right where you guys are sitting, those that are here at the moment, and they were in a car accident because they were hit by a drunk driver and he lost his wife, he lost his young child he lost his brother-in-law and it was, it was a devastating thing. And that was the death, that was the, the loss that came out of that unwise practice of being drunk with wine. And it goes on to say, so you've got to actually work at it and have that as an objective. It's, and it's not, it's not, again, it's not the practice, it's the principle. It's talking about idolatry. Anything that we put in our lives that we want to fill our lives with, it might be money, it might be uh, pride, it might be fame, it might be social media, whatever it is that you are trying to intoxicate yourself with. Have you got something to say on this? Intoxicate yourself with that is actually taking you away from it. Now get what it says next. Do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery. That word debauchery is a profound word. In its essence, it means the total opposite of the Greek word sozo. It means unwhole, unwholesome, incomplete, unsaved. Don't fill yourself up with something that is an idol in your life that you have put at the. It could be sport, it could be just watching sport. It could be you're spending so much time with your, uh, what do you call those, you know, the dream team things that you make up, your own footy teams. I don't know. I'm really not into it. Neither are you. You're no help. (laughs) We're still young, by the way. (laughs) Whatever it is that you are filling yourself up, It actually robs us. This is an invitation, guys. This is an invitation for us to enter into the more that God has for us. So don't get filled up with stuff that is actually going to steal your salvation, your wholeness, what Jesus came to give the earth. Oh, my, my iPad's turned off. My Bible never turns off, but my iPad does. Instead, oh, say instead. That means in the place of this action, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled. Make that your objective. In the morning, instead of grabbing the phone and checking your social media, start praying in the Spirit. Faith comes by hearing. That means that you're listening. You're tuned in to what God is saying. And hearing by the word of God. It doesn't say faith comes by hearing the word of God or by reading the word of God. Faith actually comes by you are filling yourself. You're making that the number one. You are being filled. And it says, because back then they had to really fill themselves. Are you getting this? Fill themselves to get to the point of being drunk, which then led to a an earthly outcome, which the wages of this sinful nature is what? It's death. It produces death. But heaven is open to us. Heaven, the invitation, is there. So instead, be filled with the Spirit. Shane and Shane, which is Paul and my favourite band. Well, there's only two of them. They're not really a band. They're just singers. Sorry. They've just come out with a new album and it's called Psalms, Hymns and Spiritual Songs Volume 1. I love how they do that. They're just like, hey, we don't know if we're going to make a Volume 2 because there's just so much out there that we keep, keep singing on. But, be, but speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and, and songs from the Spirit Speaking to one one another about the what's happening in different countries, or what's happening in COVID, what's happening in your state, um, reciting what the premier has just said, and how Queensland. No, no, no. Psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit, being connected, being filled so much that we're or or like what somebody said on social media, or what the what. No, 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 no. This is a call, an invitation. Get your dipstick out. Check what your oil level is because we all need to be filled. We all need to be filled. And it's not just a small filling. It's not just a little bit of oil in your engine will do the job. No, no, no. It needs to be filled. needs to be filled. And then it says, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. What does that include? No, 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 surely God is good and must only mean be thankful for the good things. Be thankful for the good things. No, be thankful for even the stuff that is going wrong in your life because God can make all things work together for good. And the promise is for those that are in Christ Jesus and are called according to his purposes, actually being filled, being filled, Living that life, how much time we got left? Beauty, you ripper! We're smashing this. We are. Um, What a team!
1: So, there's that. Also, the scripture also talks about continuously being filled.
0: Yeah, that's what it means to continually be, be filled. So,
1: I've had questions in the past from people saying, "But you know, if I've been filled with the Holy Spirit, why why do I need to be filled again?" And I, I was sort of looking around thinking I, I, I'm missing a, a clear glass now, but it doesn't matter. Um, I want to just, while we sit here, I'm going to make a mess. I don't know if you want to, No, I'm sorry about that, but this is Holy Spirit being filled into our lives. <laughs> so, you know, we fill and get filled and get filled and get filled to the point of, of overflow. All right?
0: Sorry, so, cleaners.
1: Then, then life starts happening with us. So we go through life and things start happening. Now, if I had cleared glass and a couple of rocks, I would explain this. but
0: The shakings of life.
1: But if I, you know, I miss out, somebody says something bad to me, um, I, I experience disappointment in my life.
0: Somebody drives in front of you. Somebody drives in front of you.
1: <laughs> somebody, um, you know... By the time you turn around and come back to the Lord, you'll find that there's something missing. Mm. There's a gap. But all the other things in life filled up those areas in your life. which is So you still look like you're full, but really when you start taking them out and you start Ooh. turning around to the Lord, Ooh. you start repenting of your sin, you start turning and saying to the Lord, Lord, I, I'm sorry, there's a gap in your life that's not filled.
0: It's a deficit, isn't it? So
1: then you still have to start praying and saying, Holy Spirit, can you fill me up again? Yeah. Can you fill me up again
0: so yeah. I can be back at the point I of, want the of, joy of, of overflowing? I want the joy back. Because
1: I can only flow into other people's lives if I'm full.
0: Yeah. And the measure is pressed down, shaking together, and overflowing, overflowing. Filled isn't just to the little mark on the dipstick. No. Where's that mark? On my, you know, it." No, 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 it's overflowing, overflowing. We're meant to be overflowing with joy, overflowing with love, not just have enough for my family and for those that are around me, but overflowing with love, overflowing with compassion, overflowing with empathy, overflowing with the... Uh, I moved away from you when you were doing that because I wasn't sure what you were going to do, but... Um, <laughs> sorry, I do have a puppy at home and if, if he gets excited... He's overflowed. <laughs> he hasn't learned that bladder control yet. So um, he did at the start. Uh, sorry, back on track. So, so we, how do we how do we keep filled? How do, we, how do, we, how do filled? we get filled? I was about to say that
1: if, if there's any of you this morning that's sitting here this morning and, and saying, um, "Lord, I'm tired. I've I've really gone Ooh, through a tough more. time. Covid's been tough on us." Um, for those of you that are watching from home, um, you know. There's a place where you need to surrender yeah. and say, Lord, I cannot do this alone.
0: Mm.
1: It's only at the point of surrender where the Lord really can come in and actually start filling you up again. And then allowing the Holy Spirit to do that. Saying, Holy Spirit, I give myself over to you. Come and fill me again. Mm. You know, And some people expect to have you know, lightning and thunder and, and you know shaking and everything else happening. Um, that may be true in some people's lives. But often it's that still, still voice that just comes and estab- mm. reestablishes who mm. you are in Christ mm. and re-establishes your life. Starts building you up again. Starts you start getting confident again. You start finding out that that I cannot do this without the Lord. Yeah. My life needs to be a pure reflection of, of who I'm actually getting yes. married to. Yes. Because the day comes back, I want to be at the point where I'm brimming like this. I'm 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 really I'm I'm filled to the brim. And full to the brim in purity and righteousness Mm. and and faith and love. um, Because this, ultimately, is what we reflect every day. You know, if we we like this and we keep on reflecting that, this is an indication of what Jesus Christ taught us when he was on earth. Mm. He taught us to be like this.
0: Mm. So, yeah. Well, in Ephesians 5, before this, it it talks about, you know, do not participate in the worthless and unproductive deeds of darkness. And it talks about, you know, you shouldn't even have sexual immorality in your life and, and because the days are evil. And if you look at, at the moment, um, sexuality is, is just absolutely being assaulted and uh, I can't even come out with the right words. It is being slaughtered. It is a gift from God. And we're both fathers, so we want to speak to fathers. I didn't do this well with my kids. I didn't have the, the chat with them. But we had a moral standard in the home. And we, we talked about things in the home to do with sexuality. But I don't remember sitting down with my kids and, and, and talking through the practice of it. Because, you know, you just don't want to. Like, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things... Because they're going to go, you did that with mum? You know, like, <laughs> what? Um, but you don't want your kids learning about sex from a porn star. Sorry, a porn whore. Like, they are, you don't want them to learn from that. You don't want them to learn their values from somebody, like money values from somebody who's just all about greed. And just like walk over anybody, it doesn't matter who they, you know, who you need to walk over. If they're going to keep you from your dreams, then you just walk over the top of them and leave them in the in the waste. No, don't have anything to do with these dark deeds or anything like that. Um, oh, do not participate in the worthless and unproductive deeds of darkness. But instead, expose them, bring them out fathers expose them and it's never too late like we're as dads we're meant to set the atmosphere in the home and I and Kylie said to me really recently Stephen you need to be at peace and because I wasn't and this this message is coming out of that because I'm speaking with other ministers at the moment and they're saying we are in a spiritual battle like we have never experienced before and we can go oh no no Oh no! The enemy's attacking us. The enemy's always been attacking us, but he's he's actually turning up the heat at the moment. Why? Because he's winning the battle. No, he has lost the battle. The victory is Jesus. Jesus is the has won the victory. Why is he turning up the heat? to distract us from the truth that the victory is ours, he is afraid of us knowing who we are and stepping into this invitation, taking this, this call of purity, taking this call of filling our... Because imagine if there was... Because if you're at home at the moment, but we've just got a small amount of people here that we're allowed to have by um, regulation in the in the place. But us together... If we were brimmed to overflowing with love and the Holy Spirit and speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and we are so full of joy that we are making melodies in our heart to the Lord in our our, um, WhatsApp thing. How many mornings did we wake up and we were sharing the songs that we were singing in our head as we woke up that morning? That is a gift from God. The oil of anointing is a gift from God the holy spirit is a gift from God he will never force himself on you it is a gift that you must receive and if you if you say oh but but when i understand the gift then i'll 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 receive it no 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 just just receive it if it's from God then it's good if it's from God then it's going to lift you it's going to elevate you it's an invitation to go higher into his ways are higher, his thoughts are higher. Oh, your vision will be lifted up. Just by stepping into that, having the oil in your life, having your oil topped up again. Oil of healing. That healing balm oil. Oh.
1: So you know in cult oil, if you add water to it, it it messes it up. It really does. Right. So one of the things that I just wanted to Really encourage you guys, and and just maybe warn you guys about it, is that your eyes are the windows to your soul. Yeah. What you keep your eyes on, corrupts what goes on in your spirit. Um, and I've either had corrupts to, or cements. Exactly. Exactly. I yeah. I mean, well, it does both. There are two or three times <laughs> this week. Yes. That that Melinda and I start watching a movie. And it gets to the point that I switch it off because I can't I can't watch it anymore. Mm. And you know, go back ten years, we would have finished watching the movie. But that is not what Christ wants us to do. Mm. Is is look at what's going on with the violence and everything else that goes on in some of these movies. Do not dirty your life with that. Mm. You do not need to watch that. And especially for the youngsters on, on games and things like that, it might look as as uh, um, it, it might look like it's just just something to have fun with. But there's a background to this that was created to distort what, what life really is about. And I really want to tell you guys, keep your eyes focused on the Lord. As young yeah. as you are,
0: mm.
1: keep your eyes focused on Him. Can I ask you guys that, that maybe just to close your eyes and yeah. just you know, if if you need a refill this morning. Yeah, even you guys at home, if you need a refill this morning, mm. maybe just close Hallelujah. your eyes. Don't look around at the moment. Just, this, is, this is the time between you and the Lord. If that's you this morning, maybe just put up your hand. Just say, Lord, I just need to be refilled this morning. Yeah.
0: Thank you for I your need feeling.
1: to be topped up this morning, Father. Thank you for your filling. I need a fresh touch from you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I pray that you come. Like you did on the day of Pentecost.
0: Three the fresh Spirit of God.
1: That you would come and baptize us in
0: fire, Father. Fire of God.
1: I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and fill every area of our lives fire to of the God. point of overflowing. To the point that where what is in us starts overflowing and touching other people's lives. Because that, Father, is a true reflection of who you are. Mm. For people at home that feel the same way, I pray where you are, Holy Spirit, don't touch. Touch right now.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: We pray for anointing on people's lives, Father.
0: Thank you for a fresh encounter with your presence. It's all about you, Father. Thank you, Father. You're a good Father. It's all about you, Jesus. You're a good Father.
1: And if you haven't received your salvation yet,
0: Give life, Jesus,
1: fresh. I really feel like the Holy Spirit will you'll be feeling something in your heart happening at the moment. You'll be feeling something, something just stirring in your heart. If that's you this morning, please raise your hands to you because we want to pray with you this morning as well. Even if you're at home watching from your television or watching on your phone, Father, we pray for the salvation of those who don't know you yet, Father. People that are feeling the tug of the Holy Spirit right now. Maybe just repeat this after us. Jesus. I give you my life.
0: I give you my
1: life. I surrender everything to you,
0: Father. I surrender everything to you.
1: I pray that you come into my life.
0: Come into my
1: life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior.
0: I accept you as my Lord and Savior.
1: Come and wash me clean, Father. Wash me clean. White as snow.
0: White as snow.
1: Today, I proclaim that you are Lord of my life.
0: You are Lord of my life.
1: I pray this in Jesus' name. Jesus' name.
0: Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just, Just a couple of other points. When you read through Ephesians 5 about topping up and being full it says about walking in the ways of love always having gratitude in your heart always speaking the truth not allowing any unwholesome unwholesome talk to come out of it, out of our mouths and and i can complain oh you should hear me i can complain and whine and but that's, that's not being grateful to God. That's actually saying the circumstance is my idol at the moment. This situation is getting all my attention at the moment. and Instead of me saying, Father, what do you want to do in me? What do you, what do you, what do you need to do in me at the moment? And I believe that's for somebody anywhere. Truth. Truth. If you read through um, Ephesians 5, have a look at it. Have a look at it because this is a time where the invitation of heaven is trying to be distracted by the enemy, by him saying everything's bad and it's only going to get worse, the economy is going to fail, you know, just everything's going to go so bad. And do you know what? Scripture tells us in the last days the mountain of the house of the Lord will be greater than the mountain of the house of man it says in the last days that there is going to be a latter rain that is going to be more powerful than the former rain it says that in scripture it says in the last days the latter house will be greater than the former house which is talking about the temple that when they consecrated all the priests that were praying, that were that were singing the lord is good his mercies endure forever fall flat on their faces forward just bang knocked out by the presence of God, the fire of God falling. Don't get distracted at the moment. Don't get offset by, you know, what's happening in the world. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. We don't have to complain about what the world, we just need to pray. We are called to pray. That's why it says pray without ceasing. Why? Because our planet needs us to be praying without ceasing. Your neighbours need you to be praying without ceasing. People that you don't even know on other continents, in other countries need us to be praying without ceasing and having our eyes full of gratitude to our Father in heaven because He is in charge. And there's going to be a time when he says to our bridegroom, it's time. It's time. But I'm telling you now, it's time for us to be filled again. Thanks, Paul. Awesome word. Thank you very much. Great. Great word. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.